Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And I'm, you'll have to pardon me, I'm figuring out how to read with my new progressive lenses. Okay. Um, because she's holding, she's holding her thing straight in front of the camera, couldn't see zero pieces of her. <laughs> oh, I have to hold it during the lower try. Yes, it's very, with lower new third. progressive lenses, you definitely have to practice. Yeah, it, it's going to take me a bit. You'll so, get- thank you. So, thank you. I'm Gina Biggs. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Gina Biggs. Since we're recording this right before Valentine's Day, and since we're approaching the... So lots of people might get engaged, which means we're going to be approaching the whole June bride apocalypse. We we thought we would dish about weddings. Yes. Weddings. We've had them. We've had more than our share. We've attended them. We... (laughs) Probably more than our share. <laughs> Probably more than our share. They could be amazing or colossal, what the fucks. Oh and and that's what we that's exactly why we want to talk about it, because we're judgy as shit, and that's the way we roll. But before we get going, beverage time. Yeah. So because we're doing such an old-fashioned topic, we decided to revisit our episode one cocktail, the old fashioned, which is truly one of my favorite cocktails, I have to say. I made mine with two kinds of bourbon, partly because T gifted me for Valentine's Day and a special personal anniversary. Um, This really cool, it sort of looks like a still, but it's like a, you put a bottle of whiskey on it and then you turn the crank and it like pours whiskey out of the thing. And it's so cool. And I love it so very much. And he said, I was going to get two, but I wanted to make sure it was cool. And I'm like, dude, it's cool. Let's get a second one. (laughs) (laughs) So I... Yeah, I made mine with two kinds of bourbon. What two kinds did you use? I used a beautiful, I used um, Colonel Taylor, first of all. I used what was left of that. And then I also used a new Basil Hayden that I hadn't tried before. That's a Caribbean Basil Hayden rye. And it has, it's aged in rum casks. And it's delicious. (laughs) And I used a chocolate cherry bitters with mine and a spice simple syrup instead of just like a sugar because uh, I don't really like the sugar cube with it I'd rather use a simple syrup because it's just got a little bit better um yeah it's just a little easier to use I don't like the grittiness so that's what I used and this shit's amazing do you like yours I am pleased um, of course I have to admit I managed to locate Jefferson's Ocean 12th voyage mm. Because I went to a little hole-in-the-wall liquor store that, I found out, occasionally gets Blanton's in. So I feel like I need to check in weekly now. I would. Call them. Find out what day they get their shipments and then call them on that day and say, did you get any? I think I'll do that because I had a long conversation with the guy about Blanton's and whether I could get on a list. And he said, I can't do that. But but if you call them, they'll get it back for you. Yeah. I'll have to do that, yas. So, um, but I, but they had Jefferson's Twelfth Voyage, which I'd never seen that far back, oh, and I, far back. I tried a little sip of it before I added everything to it, and oh, it's like butter. It's oh, like, I can't wait to try it. It's like fucking butter. I'm leaving a massive amount of it behind for you because I love you, and never say I didn't give you anything. But I've revisited two things that popped into my head when you discussed your, um, your, your gift. Yeah. Number one, I knew that Valentine's stuff gift was coming. I know you did. <laughs> and T was so adorable. He's like, 
I broke. I gave it to her early. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, did did she break you? And he goes, no, I was so excited to see her. I just shot my <laughs> wad. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. I'm so excited about it. Oh, it was so adorable. He's so cute. Um, the other thing I want to say is I legit have a family member who died in a, a still explosion accident in the um, during Prohibition. But okay, you're not surprised. I just I'm, since you said not, I'm not surprised, but I don't understand what that really has to do with anything at all. Because he said it looked like a still. It kind of does, but it just because it has this cool copper tube, so it's got a like. A faucet. It's got like a spigot. <laughs> you put the <laughs> bottle on. It's got this spigot, but it, you, know, you couldn't use the spigot without some sort of aeration. So it's got a copper tube that like wraps around the bottle that aerates and like lets the air in, so it so it pours out easier. And that's the only reason it kind of looks like a still. But well, it, okay. It that's triggered cool. my. Thank you for telling me that. <laughs> no problem. It triggered my my random mind, so I shared. That's something that Millie does all the time. Is like whenever T is telling like a really long story, she'll be like, oh. <laughs> Oh, thank you for telling me that. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Oh, speaking of random shit, I'm sorry. I'm already in. I'm already on shuffle. Um, Awesome. So we introduced um, AJ this weekend to Magical Trevor. Oh, shit. And he loves it. Everyone loves Magical Magical Trevor. Trevor. Because the magic he does is ever so clever. Look at him now disappearing a cow. (laughs) I don't know how. Disappearing a cow. <laughs> so yeah, well we then, have- while I'm there, I'm gonna have to teach him about badger, 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 badger. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell him how you so got me. I will not. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I won't. I might tell him how gullible his mommy is. I so this he wouldn't like that though. Well, yeah, sure, he's protective of me, but this bitch right here, fifteen odd. <laughs> 15 plus years ago said, Oh, you have to watch this to the very end. And she sent me the badger, 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 badger link. (laughs) I started counting rounds at one point. Cause I mean, you know, and this was after the whale song incident. And yet I still was like, she might be serious. I should keep watching. You know, that's an excellent transition. I know we've told that story before. However, (laughs) I think we can bring that again because it transitions us easily into our topic. It does. Thank you. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> that was like kind of an amazing thing for not being planned. I go so, <laughs> Gina was planning on singing at my wedding when I married Stick. And uh, I had several songs that I really did want her to sing, but she was coming over so I could play them for her. And prior to that, I was looking through our CDs to see what else we had. And it just happened that Stick, for some fucking unknown reason... In retrospect, this should have been a clue, but (laughs) he had the Songs of the Humpback Whale in his CD collection, and I put it into the CD player, and it was like, (laughs) that kind of thing, and it didn't have actual music with it or anything. It was literally just that, so I thought, oh, holy shit, this is too good to go on. (laughs) And I made sure it stayed in the CD player. And when Gina got there, I'm like, okay, so you know how important nature is to me. And so I'd really like you to start with this. And I put that on and her face was amazing. She looked as though she were trying to actually think, first of all, how the fuck am I going to sing this? 
<laughs> Second of all, I don't even know what this is. What What is this? Is this opera? I don't understand. Third, I mean, there were so many looks on her face. There's so many thoughts going through her head that you could just see her, like, trying to... I don't have an answer for that. Stop. Is there something else I can help with? No, Siri, stop. <laughs> it, it was... You could just see her trying so hard to parse exactly what was happening in front of her. Now, to be nice. fair, to be fair, I know what Whale Song is because I was a huge fan of Star Trek Four. <laughs> so, yeah, but you didn't look like you knew what it was. <laughs> it looked was... like you were trying to figure out how you were going to sing it. <laughs> well, yeah, that part I was. I'm like, <laughs> she wants Whale Song? She wants whale song. What do I do about whale song? I'm not trained for whale song. I'm trained for a lot of shit. I'm not trained for whale song. And yet it's not the weirdest thing I've ever been asked to sing at a wedding, but I can hold on to that for a minute. I feel like that's a perfect transition. What was the weirdest thing you were ever asked to sing at a wedding? Luther Vandross's Here and Now, uh-huh. but country. How's that possible? It, I how found. You, a, how do you sing it, country? Here and now, I promise to love faithfully. I'm exaggerating, but you know. Wow. You pop the twang in, and um, I I pulled it off, but I was like kind of dying inside the entire time. I would think so. Like as an artist, I feel like that would be almost antithetical to anything you could possibly feel was acceptable behavior i know but but the the bride and groom were very big country music fans but the bride really liked this one luther vandross song in particular so they were really really hoping i'd be able to meld them how does she even know about luther vandross Oh, you remember me talking about there's one tv station that came in reliably where i grew up Uh uh-huh there were also two, um, maybe three on a good day, uh, five on an exceptional day, radio station that came in where I grew up, FM. AM, okay. it was all over the place, that FM. was a lot of explaining. Yeah, well, you had choice between country or pop. Western. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, practically. But it was country or pop. There was no in between. So, um right. Luther Vandross in the early 90s made it on to the pop station in the area. Obviously not the country one, but they were country fans. So they're like, can you make it work? We've already talked to the piano player and she can do it. And I'm like, I have no choice now then, do I? I'll figure out a way. So I shoved a shit ton of twang into that song. The other song for the record was from that um, Three Musketeers movie with Kiefer Sutherland that the name of the song escapes me right now. They just asked, oh, Brian, Brian Adams, I think, sang it. Um, I can't, oh, shit, excuse me, I gotta Google. All right, do it, because I'm looking up Luther Vandross, because I don't know if it's Vandross or Vandross. Vandross, V-A-N-D-R-O-S-S. I know that's how it's spelled, but how do you pronounce it? Um, I've always said Vandross, but I can't guarantee I've always been accurate. That's kind of what I'm saying. Oh. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, no, no, not I think that it's Vandros, apparently, says this Russian lady. Okay, maybe it was all for love. 
but that doesn't sound right. Oh, no, it wasn't from Three Musketeers. It's from Robin Hood. Everything I do, I do it for you. That oh, is- yeah, that's not Three Musketeers. No, that's not. I'm sorry. I always so, uh, you Musketeers. Three Musketeers. And I was thinking about the Three Amigos, and I was like, "What songs <laughs> in that movie? <laughs> what sexy songs in that movie? I can't even think of one." Uh, three Amigos. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a fan. Anyway, that was one of my favorite so- favorite movies at the time. Uh, so there was that. Yes, it was otherwise a very lovely wedding. But I remember thinking, I'm singing Luther Vandross with a twang. What was the best wedding, other than yours or mine, that you've ever been to? Best. Not like the weirdest or anything like that. Like the best. Like they had the best food. They had the best cake. Whatever. What was the best wedding you've ever been to? I went to a wedding around 1996, 97. Had Nita been born yet? It was late 90s, early 2000s. I can't remember which right now. But it was fucking phenomenal it was in this beautiful church that had stained glass windows everywhere the bride's dress in early 2000s late no it had to be um late 90s late 90s money cost ten thousand dollars was handmade holy shit with this incredible hand tagged sleeves and stuff no it's very much inspired by the emma um by the movie emma with gwyneth Uh paltrow And it had cap sleeves and an off-white hand-tatted lace. Wow. And and they had their reception in a place in that town we lived in. Mm -hmm. Um, They had the reception in um, an old historical Victorian-era home that had all this cobalt glass in the downtown area. Wow. Um, I know the house you're talking about. Yes. Holy shit. And they had this. Was this the house that was owned by Elizabeth Taylor? Yes. She was such a bitch. (laughs) I've heard that. Here's the funny thing about that. I was in a wedding at that place. She and I had a run-in about that particular wedding. And she later ended up having this huge run-in with my dad (gasps) about something completely unrelated. But... um, yeah, it's like neither my dad nor I ever had good feelings about her. And there were several times when people wanted me to have events there when I was working for the Economic Development Agency. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> giving that bitch any money. You know what's funny is even though the wedding was beautiful, the reception was beautiful, I ran into her several times because I was a member of the wedding party. And every time I ran into this woman, I was like, you're, you're, you're kind of mean you're mean bitch. you're mean and weird and i mean and weird your cobalt glass is quite beautiful but shut the fuck up about it there's other things going on that don't involve you yeah it's not so, always about you elizabeth taylor <laughs> the minute you said that i knew exactly who the fuck you meant yeah. hmm. so yeah oh. um, so that's for the- me yeah <laughs> Mine, I know. Other than yours or mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That criteria. And the one that I know I'm going to talk about later. Um, the best wedding I ever went to. Like, I've been to amazing... I've been to several really amazing weddings. But, like, the most incredible food kind of wedding 
happened when I was a kid. Um, my dad's cousin lived in Detroit and we lived in Michigan. And so we had gone over to Detroit to go to this wedding and his cousin's son was marrying a Polish girl. So it was a Polish wedding. It was this huge Polish wedding. And it was, it was at a church. Like the wedding was at a church. And then I feel like the reception, like it was, it's hard sort of to remember. Cause I think I was like 12, but I feel like the reception was at a gymnasium. It probably wasn't, but it just felt like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was so much food I could literally eat for like three or four hours. It was like this big, 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 big. It wasn't. It was like a buffet kind of reception, and there was cake for days, and there was food for days, and there was a dance, and there was all this shit. I'm like, this is the most fun party I have ever been to. Ever. And I was convinced that this is what all weddings were like. Because it was probably the first wedding I ever went to. It was amazing. Nice. So on the way home, it was like an hour away. (laughs) So on the way home, my parents are like, this is not what all weddings are like. Don't think this is what it's going to be like later. This is not what your wedding's going to be like. This costs way more money than any of us (laughs) will ever have. (laughs) This is not the way the world works. (laughs) Oh, my. But... I remember just like dancing. There was like a there was a polka band. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. There was this polka band and we had so much fun dancing on the polka barge and we all went out and we danced all night. It was so great. <laughs> oh, that's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Okay, so I don't know where to go from here. Um because I, I, that whole story brought up the memory of three different things for me. So I, I'm well, going to start with the weirdest thing of the three. Okay. The weirdest would be the mafia wedding I accidentally went to once. Mm, Chicago. Yes. How did you of know? Course. Of, of course. Of course. So the, I was married to the ex at the time, DB. DB. And we um, went to the wedding of one of his uh, college friends. And I remember thinking it was kind of odd. I mean, his his best his friend whose wedding we went to can best be described as a human um, orange sickle. Oh, yeah. Remember those orange pop ups? Yep. He was a human version of that. Okay. I, just a complete little. Um, redheaded, pale, um, I don't remember this college friend. Milk-based. Yeah, I don't think, you never met him. Okay. So, you would not have met him. So, um, he, uh, asked DB to be a member of his wedding party. What we did not know at the time is their wedding party was a minimum, they had a minimum of 10, um, people each standing up with them. Each. And I want to and I want to say it was more like 15, but I can't remember that for sure. But I know for sure it was at least 10. And um, we went to this wedding and he was it was a redheaded Polish guy marrying a very stereotypical Italian girl. And right I don't I don't want to get, you know, um, protested by the Anti-Defamation League or anything. But she was very stereotypically Italian. And this is where it gets even worse. We borrowed um, DB's parents' car, which is a Cadillac, which turned out to be a very good thing. 
Because when we went to the reception, had we driven our Dodge Neon, which we owned at the time, we would have been the only non-Cadillac in the entire parking lot. Oh, my. So we got there, and we walked in, and we sat down, and we looked around, and it was like, this is pre-Sopranos, but it was like we were sitting in a Sopranos event. Um, I get it. No, I get it, because I worked for the mob when I lived in New York. Yeah, yeah. So we're sitting there, and the funniest moment of the entire night came, and I I mean, we, we both lost it. We're like, okay, this is surreal. And it wasn't long after this that Sopranos came out. So we're like, oh, they just encapsulated this wedding. But um, we, we were sitting there and there were all these um, older, like middle-aged Italian men with shiny suits sitting around a table with these younger women in really tight neon colored dresses. And DB and I were sitting there feeling mildly uncomfortable, but also mildly amused. And all of a sudden this guy walks in maybe in his mid to late thirties in like a full length silver Fox fur coat and a shit ton of chains around his neck. And I shit you not at least four buttons unbuttoned and oh my God and a whole table of people suddenly goes Vito jr. And he goes Vito and ran right over to the table and we're like, Holy shit. We got to go. We got to go. I think your friend has just become a mole. Sorry, but your orange pop-up friend is now a mole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good luck with that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I think the problem I run into when I think about the weirdest wedding I went to, I've been to three very weird, but not weird in a bad way weddings. They were weird because they were very, very esoteric and um, we'll call them specialized weddings. <laughs> I know one of them. I think you know more than one. Okay. I think you know at least two. Um, I'm going to get the first one because I'm just going to go in chronological order. <laughs> so the first one that I went to, um, I was in the wedding party. This is probably not the one you know. You know the other two. So this is, I was in the wedding party and this was a girl that I had gone to college with and she and I remained friends for a long time and she <laughs> got knocked up and was like, I want to get married. I think, I think I need to get married. And so I'm like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and she's like, we're getting married. Here's the date. And it was like a month after my wedding because she wanted to make sure it happened um, before she started to show. All right, ah, cool. Okay. So she got married at this very historic house in the town we were living in. And then she decided that she wanted it to be a Wiccan wedding. Okay. So she needed four people in the wedding party. Um She'd had two bridesmaids and two groomspeople. So I was the air. Somebody else was the water. Somebody else was the wind. Somebody else was the earth. And we each had a symbol. And the Wiccan person who did the service, like, did this. But the weirdest part of it was it's at this historic house. And we're outside. And we're right by the highway. And you can hear the cars and the trucks rushing past us. And we're like, I'm the air. And I'm blowing bubbles with this weird bubble thing. And... (laughs) I mildly remember you talking about this. This was this was very odd. 
And then um, the reception, I think we had hot dogs. That's like, okay, that seems really off, but all right, whatever, man. (laughs) You do you. Awesome. That was very cool and really unusual. I had never been in a Wiccan wedding before, so I was very, um, I was totally open to that. That was fine. It sound, they sound pretty with the hand fasting and everything. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, that was very pretty. The hand fasting is hard to do physically. Really? Well, if you think about it, I did that when takes me to, to the number three wedding. Oh. I did that when the Bears in the Woods got married. Oh, yeah. You officiated that one. Yeah, I did. And I had to fast their hands and tie them up. And that was hard. It was a beautiful wedding, though. It was a beautiful wedding. We did that in the Muir Wood out in uh, San Francisco, and it was gorgeous. And reach out to Jillian for your, um, you know, your <laughs> bare wedding bear needs, because she's really good at it. Yeah, I did a great job. I'm kidding. She's fantastic. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, you could fly us both in. I can officiate. Gina can sing for you. <laughs> we can hit all oh, your wedding needs. We should open a business. We could 10 bar. <laughs> Fuck yeah! We'll we'll do your wedding, sing at your wedding, and do the cash bar. Totally unrelated. I saw this thing the other day. I was watching a show on Hulu called Neat. I, I told I'm you to watch, watch that. that. Yeah. So there's a part of that show where this couple is having a party in their basement, and they hire like the best bartender in Louisville or something like that. And I looked it up. He makes like four hundred dollars an hour. So they hire him to come work at their party. They did all the prep. Like I saw her like cutting up lemons, doing all of this shit. And I'm like, huh? So all he did is make three drinks all night long. He's like, these are the three drinks I will make for you. You can have one of these three drinks. And so people would come and he would talk about the drinks and he's like making 400 bucks an hour. And he didn't do any cleanup. He didn't do any prep work. He just shows up, makes the drinks, then he leaves. And I'm like, fuck yeah, sign me up for that shit. Cocktail City, Cocktail City, contact always never right for your cocktail, wedding, officiating, singing, drinking needs. All that shit, you, we'll do that for you. We will think, wedding for you. I think we should totally put together a package. A wedding package? The a always wedding never pack- right wedding package? I know, which is a great theme for a wedding. Aren't you going to be always never right? Yeah, always right. Yeah, and never right. One what of you is going to be always right. One of you is going to be never right. Guess which one? Pick now. Guess how you're that's going to work. You're stuck with it for the next 25 years. Yes. Or more. Or more. Oh, but that was a great wedding. That was a great wedding. It was a great wedding. It was beautiful. And you did such a stellar job. You Thank seriously you. did. Thank you very much. I wrote that wedding myself. And you you nailed it. Except the part where I forgot to tell him to kiss. And they're oh, like, should we kiss? And I'm like, yeah, you should totally kiss. I think they right figured that. that out. No one forgets that. The, we'll get that part. Yeah, it's all good. So your third wedding in that trifecta. The third wedding in the trifecta was actually the second one I went to. Chronologically. Chronologically, but probably the most important and the most impactful. Mm. So your husband and I have some friends in common. Um, Our friends Raven and May. And they had been dating for a while. And they had decided they were going to try to have kids. Awesome. And Raven got knocked up quick. 
And we're like, oh, well, shit, we should probably get married. So they started looking for places to get married. And back in the day, um, even in Las Vegas, it was hard to find a place that would do anything more than just a commitment ceremony. Mm. So they called around to all these different places and found one that would allow them to do this. Mm. Now, your husband and I knew Raven and May from playing online games. That's where I met your husband. That's where you met your husband. Yay. Um, We played an online game called EverQuest. (laughs) Um, We had met them before, but we really knew them through EverQuest. So we got to say you were a level 70 ranger. Yep. Yep. I was was a level 70 paladin. Yep. And uh, that's how we dork. That's how we do our John the Brit was a level 70 enchanter. I thought he was a wizard. Oh, no, he was enchanter. I was a. I was also a wizard. You were also a wizard. And but my main, but my main was a, a ranger. Yeah. And I was also a cleric, but my, my yeah. main was a paladin because yeah. I'm that type. Anyway, um, Raven and May got together on EverQuest. Um, that's kind of how they really met and ended up meeting in real life after that and then getting together and solidifying their lives and then they played together as well so we met may through raven um and once they got pregnant they decided they were going to get married they decided to go to las vegas to do it and found out that the only place that they could do it was on the bridge of the enterprise which was fine because they were both huge star trek fans yep used to be on the hyatt but they've since closed that attraction yeah which is very sad so um, John the Brit and I both attended this amazing EverQuest pregnant lesbian Star Trek Las Vegas wedding, <laughs> which is probably the most esoteric thing you can possibly think of. More esoteric than my cocktails. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. But it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies I ever saw. Um, it was on the bridge of the Enterprise. They exchanged their vows. And the best part about the wedding, though, was that when we went down to the reception, which was held at Quark's afterwards, <laughs> of course, May had the most wonderful speech that made me feel so important and so wonderful. And, and it was so encapsulating of everything that was happening in their world because she talked about how there were other people that were invited that chose not to come just because they didn't agree with what was happening. Wow. And I think that that's such a sad statement. And this is 20 years ago and these two beautiful souls are still together. Yeah. Not quite 20 years ago, but close. And they're both just completely phenomenal human beings. They are. They're truly amazing women. And so, you know, don't listen if you don't like it. But I think that was an amazing wedding. Plus, a Star Trek EverQuest Las Vegas pregnant lesbian wedding is probably the coolest thing I'll ever go to. Ever. <laughs> no shit, you've peaked. Time to retire. That was, that was way cooler than mine or yours. No, no offense. None taken. I can never match that level of awesomeness. Mm-mm. It's it's just nobody it is can. what it is. Nobody. No, can. dude. It was incredible. Yes. So, Raven and May, hats off to you. May did come to our wedding, if you remember. I Raven rem- was out of the country and couldn't come, but May and her, their two kids came, and it was wonderful to see her. I was so happy about that. It was and so. Oh yeah, it was great was to finally. Funny. It was great to finally meet her in person, 
And even at that point, um, Nina was thinking about psychology as a career. So she talked to me a little bit and she's like, I love her and she's amazing, but I'm intimidated as hell right now. She's an yeah. intense personality. She is intense. But, but damn. Oh, yeah. she is phenomenal. They're both yeah. like child prodigies. Yeah. Raven's the same. She's like completely intense, but she's, um, she's phenomenal. They're both amazing people and people that I feel better for having known. I love that world. I love that when people make that kind of impact on your life. Yeah. So I hardly ever see them or even talk to them now, but just still knowing that they're part of my life is just makes me a better person. Yeah. So here I'm going to use that as a segue. All right. Since I'm the segue queen this evening. Yes, you are. (laughs) Um, so I was, uh, there's someone who had a huge impact in my life, even though I very rarely got to see her and, um, she died when I was still fairly young, but I had a great aunt Alicia who, um, I went to two of her weddings because here's the thing about great. I know, know, right. Because she kept out living her husband's, um, but she, uh, and she wasn't the type of person who could do the alone thing, which I respect. I think after um, John the Brit, I'll I'll never remarry unless someone can buy me a $70,000 ring. So it won't be worth it. And they'll have to know I'm in it strictly for the money. Um, but Aunt Alicia didn't want to be alone, but she was a vibrant person. And she, her first husband died, I think possibly before I was born, but I was at two of her weddings. Um, One when I was like five years old and one when I was like 12 years old. Okay. And um, she was just phenomenal. She was one of those people that you met and she's like, fuck it. I'm having a giant ass church wedding. I don't care if it's my second wedding. I don't care if it's my third wedding. And I graduated from... I know she just lived her best life and she had a lot of fun with it. And, um, I mean, her second wedding, I was, um, the flower girl and her third wedding, I was uh, a candle lighter. And I remember thinking she's fucking amazing. She's just doing what she wants and is having a great time. And the theme of the second wedding was a velvety red and the theme of the third wedding, or excuse me, that was the third wedding. The second wedding was a lilac purple, um, and she wore dresses that matched, and mom sewed me dresses that matched the wedding dress, and it was just fun. She's like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Ready, go. And she, That's cool. She was just amazing, and I really admired her. I didn't get to see her very often because it was the 70s and 80s, and they lived an hour and a half away, which back then was forever a drive and a really expensive phone call. But every time I saw her, I just remember going, you're so cool and um, just having a great time. And usually when I saw her, it is at a wedding and that's okay. Yeah, I think that's completely awesome. Oh, and she she loved life. And I'm like, you know what? When I get married, I'm going to love my life while I do it. And you totally first, did. First, Well, the first time I kind of went a little sucked. bit. Your first wedding sucked, I got to say. It did. My, my first wedding was probably one of the... <laughs> 
saddest little pathetic weddings ever because my parents were angry. His parents uh, were drinking in the basement. Your dress um, wasn't pretty. (laughs) You didn't look happy. People's hair (laughs) caught on fire. I know. Whose hair was it that caught on fire? I can't remember. Sherry. Oh, my gosh. She kind of deserved it, though, didn't she? Yeah, she's a bitch. Yeah. So she, she starts to arrive for getting too close to my fucking candles. And yeah. my, my dad was sick to death of the flu. And it was, we got married by a judge because. It's like Thanksgiving Day or some bullshit like that. It was Thanksgiving Day. We had to tell Aunt Betty that the wedding was two hours earlier than it, two hours earlier than it was. So they'd show up on time. It was a train wreck. Yeah, it was, was not super fun. No. Do you know, though, if I were still married, I'd be married for 21 years now. Wow. No, wait, I can't math. No, that's not right. 22 years. Uh, oh, Thanksgiving Day, 96. That's 24 years. Tw- shit. Well, technically 23 and a little, uh, plus a little. 23 24 this year. I've had a little too much bourbon. Yeah, it'd be yeah. 24 and- this year. And the reason I know that it was not even close to 22 is because if I were still married, this year would be my 20th anniversary. That's messed up. You and your weird wedding with no God in it. Yep. <laughs> According no to DB. We don't do that. <laughs> I remember go looking at him going, uh, you're going to have issues with society. <laughs> Welcome to the world, man. Welcome to the world. It's a little more than Catholic. Well, your second wedding and my second wedding were completely awesome. Weren't they? I know we talked about in the um, sexual blueprint episode that yours was on a topless beach. It was indeed. It <laughs> was indeed. But the best part about it was the part where I got to marry T. Yeah. And I just felt better about the whole thing. Mm. Um, one of the coolest parts about my first wedding... <laughs> Some With friends singing. of ours, the singing was excellent. There was <laughs> no whale song, by the way. <laughs> Thank um, you. Some friends of ours came up from Florida to visit, uh, and they helped my parents get the church ready. Um, and <laughs> our friend Will kept messing with my dad because my dad had like complete OCD, and so. <laughs> Like, he would get the table all set up for the cake and got the cake put on it and stuff like that. And then Will would walk by and turn one fork the opposite direction. <laughs> then he would just watch and wait till my dad would walk by. And my dad would be all, because he did this whistle thing with his mouth, like an <laughs> in-sucking whistle. And then he'd walk by and he'd like, urch, and he'd back up and he'd look at the forks and he'd like flip it around. <laughs> and then no, he'd, like, you know, fix it and go do his thing and... Pretty soon, Will would go back and flip the fork or flip a spoon or flip something the wrong way. And my dad would be doing his thing. And he'd back up. <laughs> and Will told me he did that for, like, most of the day. <laughs> Just to mess with my dad. I love that about dads. My dad once watched me like a hawk while I loaded the dishwasher. And then when I finished, he redid the entire thing right in front of me. It's <laughs> like, no, that's not how this is done. So was that the most fun you ever had at a wedding? Because let's talk about that. What's the most fun you've ever had at a wedding? Your wedding. Your wedding was the most fun I ever had at a wedding. It was pretty freaking awesome. Because first of all, I loved it. And also my wedding, 
in Florida because oh, it's beautiful. I love that in both of those weddings, we had somebody come to the hotel room and do our makeup and our hair and get all that shit done for us. And that was awesome. But then at your wedding, after the wedding, I liked that the boys took Nina upstairs and took a nap. And you and I just sat down and had drinks <laughs> and just like did our thing. I know. That, that was, was awesome. That was so cool. We just sat in that bar and went, oh, hi, everyone. So yes, I'm a big spread. You were a princess. <laughs> a I thought it was so cute. Thing. Like when we went and got pictures, like when we walked around and did pictures and stuff, like in the Arboretum and stuff, and everybody's like, can we take our picture with you? Because apparently it's good luck to get your picture taken with the bride. There we go. It was, it was all cute about it. That was awesome. I didn't know we could use our own weddings in that, so I came up with a different one. Darn it. <laughs> Aside from ours, what was the most fun you ever had at a wedding? Well, the one when I was 10. Oh, um, yeah. Aside from ours. Hmm. It's tougher now, isn't it? Uh, I went to a wedding in Colorado one time that was at John Benet Ramsey's church. Oh, my so gosh. That was super fascinating. Like, I sat there and looked at the church, and I was like, so she was here the night before she got killed. That was cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was pretty cool. Okay. I'm so glad you said that because now I don't feel so bad for the answer I came up with. What's your answer? My brother's. Oh, yeah? Because. The mule wedding? No, not the. The mule wedding was the most gobsmacked wedding in my life. I'll get into that in a minute. But no, my oh, brother's yeah. is the most fun I ever had because weird shit kept happening all night and it was entertaining as fuck. And I love my sister-in-law. It was a very lovely ceremony and everything, but there was weird shit. Like when we were first getting ready for the wedding, um, it was in the church I grew up in, um, okay. the United Methodist church in my hometown, which had this great big old tower. And um, the tower for whatever reason fed into the, um, kitchen that was in the basement where the reception was going to be because oh. um, there was a kitchen and then a big reception area and um, uh, bats got in there who at the wedding <laughs> there were bats right before the wedding and my cousin you know Randy's little sister they were going right for her hair so she's like running around screaming ah and she was like 18, 19 at the time. <laughs> and we're like going, running after him with brooms. And I'm like, from an absurdist humor perspective, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yes. And, and then it got better because my brother used to be a rodeo rider. And he had rodeo groupies show up at the wedding. Right on. <laughs> so this is random rodeo groupies. And we're looking at the back of the church going, who are all those women in the short jean shorts? I don't understand. And they were groupies who happened to be going down the local highway. And they were asking why there were so many cars going into my hometown. And they're like, well, Levi Biggs is getting married. So, uh, you know, he's, oh, where's the church? And they all went to the church and showed up and stood in the back and watched him get married. That's not weird at all. It did was. He know, what did he think about that? He was sitting there going, he thought it was hilarious. So yeah, I think that was the most fun just because absurdist shit kept happening all fucking night from bats to groupies. It was so weird. Well, and I loved it. Almost out of time. So you have to tell the story about the donkey wedding. 
Okay, the mule. Which, by the way, just in case you've forgotten, um, we did mention that Cousin Randy's sister's name is Donkey. And this is the reason. This is the reason. Yes. I'll call her Donkey. So, yeah, the most... Okay, while My Brothers was funny because of its absurdity, there is also the potential for being completely overwhelming from the absurdity, and that was a mule wagon wedding. Yes. Because when when Donkey got married, Donkey is a beautiful woman. She is, like, model kind of stunningly gorgeous. She's lovely. If you could combine Alicia Silverstone with Drew Barrymore... And lengthen her to six feet tall. That's donkey. Yeah. She's gorgeous. So the wedding was just fucking hilarious. We knew it was going to be a trial from the beginning because at that point, Nina was 12 years old, but she was already incredibly tall and broad shouldered. And yet Aunt Betty was convinced she wore a junior size 16. And not even close. Not even close. I kept saying she wears a women's size 10 or 12. And if you're going for, she was going to light candles at the wedding. If you're going to have her light candles, get her a women's size 12. Well, what did Aunt Betty do? She ordered junior 16. And then when it didn't fit her, she was shocked and appalled and made us all go. I loved five hours away at the time, she made us all go to her house and then go to the next major big city, which is an hour and a half away from her house, <laughs> to go to a bridal shop to get it altered. And when the seamstress... Can't alter it like that. The seamstress was like, what the fuck? Yeah, she was like, "I that's not possible. What you're trying to do is physically not possible. Well, can't you... Can't you just buy another one and piece them together? No, that's not how how this works. It's not how any of this works. (laughs) It was so bad. And she worked the woman over so much. And Aunt Betty was two hours late for the appointment. So we just started trying on dresses to give Aunt Betty alternatives when she just showed up. And she hated all of them, even though Nina looked beautiful in a lot of them. Probably because Nina's gorgeous. She is. She's (laughs) she's like that. She's. Anyway, um, so as we were leaving and Nina's heart is crushed because Aunt Betty keeps saying stuff to her like, well, it's too bad you aren't as pretty as Donkey because we might be able to make some of these other dresses work. But they just don't work on you. It was. And how did you not? How did you not just be like, look, bitch. The only reason is because by that point, Nina already knew Aunt Betty very well. And while she was like, what the, her reaction was more, what the fuck? Then, ah, that wouldn't even have mattered to me. Like, literally, I would have been able to put up with that two times before I lost my shit. It was, um, it was such a bitch. I mean, she's (laughs) such a colossal bitch. I would have elbowed her in the head. As we were leaving the seamstress put her hand on my shoulder and said, I'm so sorry you have to deal with that on a daily basis. And I'm like, it's been 40 years. We're used to it. So it's just like, well, so that's not even the wedding proper. By the time we get to the wedding proper, okay, well, let's get to the morning of the wedding first because Aunt Betty had this phenomenal idea. They had an old mule wagon they'd inherited through some family stuff. And it was, it was a cool wagon. And the intent was, as it sounds, to hitch it up to mules. And Aunt 
Aunt Betty's grand idea is we would decorate the shit out of this thing, hook it up to a couple mules, and have it transport donkey and new husband down the highway from the church to the reception. How far was that? About two miles. Two miles on the highway? Yeah, well, about a mile of it would have been on the highway. The rest of it would have been on city streets. Wow. Granted, the city has about 1,200 people in it. Sure, but I'm still. sure it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and by the reception area, I mean basically the fairgrounds. So, okay. yeah. So, we're, she calls all of us and it's like, you all need to come help us decorate this mule wagon. And we want it very pretty for donkey. I'm like, okay. So, my sister and I show up at the church where Aunt Betty said it was going to be and there's nothing fucking there. And we're walking around going, I don't see a damn thing. And finally, after trying to call Aunt Betty for like an hour and not getting anything, because we didn't let her get our asses chewed, we're finally like, fuck it, and we went home. Um, In the meantime, Aunt Betty tried to call us. Why she didn't call our cell phones, I don't know. She tried to call mom at her house, who told her, call their cell phones, which she didn't. So she called sister-in-law's cell phone instead. And told her where the mule wagon actually was. So sister-in-law went out there and decorated it by herself, pissed the entire time. So Sure. Why didn't sister-in-law call you guys? I I don't know. I I have not filled in that portion of the story, despite it being, you know, 15-odd years later. Oh, no. No, not 15-odd years later, because AJ was there. Nine years later. So... We're trying to figure all this shit out and we just go home and I'm trying to get AJ in his little tuxedo because he's three years old. He's the ring bearer. Nina's (laughs) Nina's 11 and she's one of the candle lighters. Uh, One of my nephews, um, who's also on the autism spectrum, like AJ, is also a candle lighter. And we were told, and this pissed me off because this kid is smart He's just not very verbal, but he's smart. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He can do nearly anything. He just doesn't talk a lot. But um, Aunt Betty was like, well, you know, because he's a little slow. So I didn't trust him as an usher. And I'm like, okay, but you're trusting him with fire, number one. And number (laughs) two, I think he's smarter than you are. But okay, whatever. Not my circus, not my monkeys. So, um. So we show back up at the church again later in time for pictures, which, of course, are two hours late getting going. The groom and his groomsmen are back behind the church drinking beers like a motherfucker and pitching them, pitching the empty cans into the back of the truck. Because the groom knows what he's marrying into. I know. I, you know, there are Christmases when I have to, you know, get my reserve up. And um, not anymore, though, because we cut ties. But that's a whole other issue. Anyway, so we're um, getting ready, doing all this stuff. Um, We get there, and the day of the wedding is when Aunt Betty announces that she doesn't just want AJ to be a ring bearer. She wants him to pull an infant of another member of the wedding party (laughs) down the center aisle in a rusty red flyer wagon. And I'm like, okay, my son's on the spectrum. We've had to practice with him for three weeks. So he knows what the hell to expect and isn't taken off guard. And you're wanting to put a muling infant 
in a wagon behind him and have him pull it. And we flat out refused. So I think that's the point at which we officially ruined the wedding. Um, yeah. So they had someone else do it instead. But we're like, we've been working with, we worked with AJ like crazy. And still what happened was he carried the rings down the aisle, threw them at the groom's feet and went and sat down. <laughs> so. Hey, man, that's better than you could expect in some cases. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, I guess we should have worked with them on that, too. So can you imagine what it would have done with a, an, an infant in a wagon? So. Um, so there was that. Um, so we're just. Plus, babies um, shouldn't be in rusty wagons, just in general. In general, you would think there's this whole thing called tetanus. Oh, but maybe yeah. it's not a thing. Oh, oh it's a thing. <laughs> I've, I've had a family member die of that, too. But anyway. I had a tetanus shot. <laughs> I'm allergic to tetanus shots. Uh, anyway. Um, You're more uh, allergic to tetanus, though. That's a valid point. So all this shit is going on. The minister um, screws up the bride and groom's the bride and groom's names the whole way through the wedding. That's awesome. Um, like let's say, uh, you know, he, instead of Donkey and Timmy, it was like Tommy and Diane. Like the whole time, <laughs> the entire time, every single moment. Okay, Tommy and Diane. No, it's Donkey and Timmy. Okay, Tommy and Diane. And we're like, okay, you know, whatever. So all this is going on. Um, Donkey does look beautiful. She looks phenomenal in her dress. I'm sure Uh, Betty was just losing her shit. Oh, she was totally losing her shit. Um, So all this goes at the end. Aunt Betty was just appalled that people were drinking at the wedding. She was appalled at this. She was appalled at AJ not, you know, tracing down the aisle with an infant in a tetanus machine. There was all kinds of shit going on. And the part I found the most incredulous was towards the end when Donkey was getting ready to go to the reception. And we'd already arranged that my sister and I were going to do the bustle on our dress before she went. Um, okay. Oh, which, by the way, the mule wagon fell through. And you want to know why? Why? Aunt Betty forgot to reserve the donkeys quickly or the mules quickly enough. And they were already reserved that weekend. <laughs> they were already reserved? Who would? She, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You've been to my hometown. So I have. And even that even having been to your hometown, I'm still like. How could they have already been reserved? And how are those the only mules in town? I know, but someone beat them to the mules that could actually be hitched up to a wagon. So Aunt Betty had to rent a limo instead. And she personally soaked the phrase cowboy up onto the windows. And so your sister-in-law decorated the mule wagon for nothing. Yeah. So, you know, she was way happy about that whole. My sister-in-law is like... Fuck you and the mules you didn't ride in on. So you <laughs> that's incredible. That is yeah. just incredible. Yep. So we finally get to the end. We're bustling the dress. I'm in the back, and this dress is a dress because of the intricate engineering involved in it. My sister has to be in front of the dress, and I have to be in behind it pulling up the stuff as my sister sure. hands it to me. Sure. 
And Donkey is standing there practically sobbing on her cell phone. And she hangs up. And my sister's like, oh, honey, what's wrong? And because, you know, if I'm eight years older than Donkey, my sister's 20 years older than Donkey. And has always thought of her as almost as a daughter in some ways. Anyway, so my sister's handing me portions of the dress to get up and do the snapping in the back. And Donkey's like, Apparently, my new mother-in-law brought a dip to the reception, and she put it in a bowl that looks like a pumpkin. And my sister and I are just kind of like looking at each other from either side of Donkey. And my sister's like, well, it's the fall. So she was trying to do something themed. And Donkey goes, I know, but I wanted this to be a classy wedding. (laughs) <laughs> and I popped my head to the side of that skirt so fucking fast and looked at my sister like <gasps> <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't visibly snort laugh or audibly snort laugh I'm surprised you didn't do and my sister shot me a look like holy fuck can you believe what we just heard and then immediately wiped the smirk off her face and said oh donkey you're so beautiful no one's even gonna notice the bowl of dip and I'm like and that's why she's more socially acceptable than I am because I could not have pulled that off that was that's true you could not have pulled that off so that's I've been able to but I'll tell you who else couldn't have done that that would have been Rexy Rexy (laughs) has a worse poker face than you do (laughs) is that possible it's possible it's possible and I've seen it, and it's terrible. No wonder I love her so very much. So <laughs> that, my friends, is the mule wagon wedding for your entertainment. Yeah. So I think that brings us almost to the close. And I want to talk really <laughs> fast about what have you done then, given all of the absolute shit shows that you've seen and all of the beauty that you've seen in weddings, what have you done for Nina to help prepare her for getting married? What I've done for her is shown her several seasons of the show Bridezilla's and and said, here's the deal. I will give you a flat 10 grand when you get married. If you want to blow all 10 grand on the wedding, awesome. If you want to spend 1500 to elope and use the rest on a down payment for a house, awesome whatever you want, but here's what weddings can be like. Bridezilla episode and done. Huh. That's my master plan. Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of it. Thank you. I think that's a good call. Yeah. Um, Millie has been to our um, wedding in far, far away and enjoyed it so much. And I've extolled the virtues of destination weddings on multiple occasions. And Millie's down. She's like, nah, that's totally what I'm going to do. <laughs> so there you go. We're uh, on the on track for that kind of thing. And that is far cheaper. Right? You know? And we do watch Say Yes to the Dress once in a while. And we'll see these people who are like, my budget is unlimited. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you do for a job? Because your budget's unlimited for two dresses. And you're buying two dresses. Holy shit, dude. My budget is, yeah, they buy two dresses. They're like, my budget's $10,000 for the reception dress, and it's unlimited for the wedding ceremony dress. Fuck that noise. And I'm like, why are you buying two dresses? Why don't you just buy one dress that looks good for everything? Yeah. Holy shit. And you don't 
after the wedding dress, you don't need a fucking other dress. Uh, not if you go someplace cool and get married. I suppose if you get married in a mule wagon, you might need two dresses. <laughs> Unless your last name is of Windsor, you don't. I'm pretty sure you don't, even if it's of Windsor. True. You do just because you're fucking of Windsor. <laughs> so... Anyway, yeah, we're judgy bitches, and I'm kind of starting to sense a theme here. I think that uh, we're season two is like the judgy bitches don't do this, do this, or eat this, not that, or however you want to say it. That's our theme for this this season. Valid, totally valid, and I think we've only begun to explore this aspect of our judgy bitches. (laughs) Judgy viciousness selves. <laughs> and I think it's worth hanging on because it's all like gonna go better from here. Oh, well, this is gonna be a great ride. Absolutely. Damn yeah. So, okay. The website, alwaysneverwrite.com. You can find the topics for every episode along with the recipe for the beverage. Contact us page has all the ways you can contact us because that's why it's called contact us. <laughs> if you have ideas for topics or questions you want answered or drink suggestions or you want some advice or you just want to use one of these ways to get in touch, email, slide into the DMs, hit us on Facebook. Before we go, quick shout to a couple of special listeners though, Arlene and Cassie. Um, we know you're both going through some stuff, so hopefully this little bit of extra love coming your way will help you out and make you know how much you're appreciated. We love you. We do indeed immensely. Um, and, uh, I also want to mention, I, you can find me on Reddit. Um, I haven't done anything yet, but (laughs) I intend to at some point. I'm Gina B. Drinking, which is terribly appropriate. So perfect. So ask Gina be drinking some questions and we'll maybe talk about them in a future episode. Damn straight. Cause that's how we roll dudes. We'll, we'll judge you um, in the best possible way. Yeah. (laughs) Judge your problems or whatever. No, we won't judge your problems because people have problems. It's a thing. That's right. And your problems are valid and that's okay. Anyway, I digress. Um, Obviously since you're already listening to us, you know how to find us, Uh, but you can tell your friends how they can find us wherever they get their digital media. Yeah, absolutely. Have them check us out. Tell everyone to check us out. I mean, shit. You know, you can feel good about that recommendation. Absolutely. Just 100% be like, these bitches know it all. They are amazeballs. So, yeah, this has been an incredibly analytical and judgy episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for once again making us a part of your week, medals. And we'll talk to you again more next week. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest assholes. Standard Disclaimer Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. 
So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes.